Welcome back to another episode of the Jasmine Star Show. Every so often, I whip out my podcasting mic and talk about something that resonated deeply with me. And as a podcast host, as a business strategist, as a CEO and co-founder of a SaaS company, as a photographer, as a creator, as an educator, and personally, as a wife, as a daughter, as a mom, as a friend, I learn these things and lessons. And I think to myself, should I keep them to myself? And not in a selfish way, like, oh, I have a secret. I think to myself, would it actually resonate with somebody else? Because I know that your time is the most valuable thing that you own. And so if you're going to be spending a few minutes listening and us having a conversation, I always want to think that you've learned something, that you've gotten something, that it's moved the needle in your life. I want this podcast to be a deep, deep well of rainbow-laced golden water that you're like, whew, I got what I needed today. And so I debated bringing out my podcast mic with no notes. But here I am because I believe in the thing that I learned. And I believed in the thing that possibly, just maybe, it might change a bit of a perspective for you. So a few weeks ago, my husband and I were in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, our daughter, Luna Soul, the light of our life, we have made it a tradition to go back to Las Vegas, which is the city where we met for the first time. We were placed with our daughter, Luna, on February 2nd, 2020. And every year since then, we've gone back and we relive the day. We stay at the same hotel and we take her back to the hospital where she was born and we go to the courthouse and we, we do things to help us navigate the conversations of love, family, adoption, wanting, belonging. We once heard a social worker explain that the conversations around adoption are never like one day you wake up and you're like, let's talk about adoption. The conversations should be like a new language that you learn. And the way that you learn to speak a new language is by way of practice. And so she had given us very wise advice to start those conversations early as a baby. And we talk about adoption and we talk about families and we talk about her first mom and her first dad, and we talk about how much she's loved so that when the time comes and when she is fully cognizant and when she starts asking questions, we are prepared and she is prepared. So our trip to Las Vegas is that. It's a moment in time for us to reflect the best day of our lives and also navigate those conversations. So we're in Las Vegas and it runs parallel to another very special person in my life. My grandmother... My mom's mom is from Puerto Rico and she remains my best friend. She was the coolest. It's been, I was thinking about it just yesterday. I'm like, goodness gracious. It's been 20 years since I've hugged her and kissed her and smelled her. It's been 20 years since I've touched the worn down apron, the kitchen apron she used to wear. It didn't matter what clothes my grandmother was wearing. Like she always had to wear an apron when she was in the kitchen. And she would make us food and she would have these conversations and she would just listen to us. And we would take her out. And I say we, my twin sister and I, and I met JD in high school and my grandmother just loved him. She loved him. And so when we were like 18 and 19, my sister and I and JD would drive to Las Vegas from 
Los Angeles, and we would stay with her a few days. We'd go a few times a year, and we would get manicures, and we would dye her hair, and she lived in a very simple trailer park in a very simple trailer. And she didn't have much, and she didn't do much, but my God, she was a ray of light. And so there would be these times where we would take her to what she thought was a really, really fancy casino. And um, it was nowhere on the strip, mind you. Like my grandmother did not go to a casino on the strip. I mean, she would go to, I think it had like a steamboat, <laughs> like there's like, or a Western saloon casino. And it's like, she thought, ooh, she's going to be, you know, betting some quarters on some slot machines. And she was just going to, she was going to pay her grocery bill. And we would take her, and one time she said, I, I, I'm going to take you guys out for a fancy dinner. And we went to this China, <laughs> this all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet in, like, I think it was called, like, Western Sam's or Sam, Saloon Sam's or Sam's Saloon Casino. And I remember sitting here being like, this is quite possibly the worst Chinese food buffet. And we ate it, and we loved it. And then she doled out fortune cookies at the end of the meal. And I thought to myself... She's pretty amazing. Sometimes I look at my parents and I wonder, how am I their kid? Like, I, I really mean this genuinely. Sometimes I look at some of my siblings and I'm like, how are we related? And then when I think back to my grandma, I'm like, oh, I am she and she is me. That's the tying red thread in this family. So I just feel like my grandmother understood me in deep and profound ways and she supported us and she just let us be us and she just thought we were the best. And so um, losing her, ooh, <clears throat> maybe it's still a little <laughs> difficult to talk about. So Vegas always represented something for me in my life. Uh, Vegas was where I went to be known and seen by my grandmother. So when she passed, I had, ne I had not gone back to Vegas until we met Luna. And so when we were in Vegas, we were walking through Caesar's Palace and my grandmother lived in Los Angeles for a very long time before her and my grandfather decided to move to Las Vegas. The cost of living out there is very different from Los Angeles. And they were having a hard time making ends meet here. So they moved to Las Vegas and much to my mom's chagrin, we all helped them move out there. And one of the very first things that we did with our grandparents, my parents, is we stayed um, at a motel off the strip. And it was a terrible, terrible motel, but it had a pool. And so I distinctly remember my grandparents watching us in the motel pool. My sister and I swam, my dad there. And then afterward, we walked through Caesar's Palace. And I remember being very, very young. I mean, I think I was probably six or seven. And I remember thinking, this is incredible. And so when we were back in Las Vegas, flash forward to 2022, we took our daughter to Caesar's Palace. And I still thought the same thing. This is incredible. 
it's just so eye stimulating and over the top. And it's like everything is so extra. And my daughter was running through the Coliseum shops and she's looking at like Triton on the sea indoors and she's looking at an aquarium on the inside. And my exact words to my husband were, do you think that we understood what we had with grandma? I'm like, I feel like the conversations and the things that I did with my grandma, I'm like, I, I told JD, I'm like, it feels like I had lumps of gold. I had golden nuggets. And I asked him, do you think I knew what they were worth? And he said, we knew we had the golden nuggets. We didn't know their value. Hanging out with my grandma, we knew we had something really special, but we didn't know how truly valuable those moments were. And so I asked him when we were in Vegas with my daughter, how do I take what I had learned with my grandmother, realizing I have these golden nuggets? How do I realize the value? And I know it sounds like very profound, like, oh, I was having these conversations, but like legitimately, um, as a side note, Vegas is an adult city, okay? It is not meant for toddlers. It is not meant for a two-year-old. And so we took her, (laughs) we took her to the Coliseum shops because we needed her to burn off some energy, okay? (laughs) Like it's really cold in Vegas in February. We weren't gonna take her to a park. So we're like, hey, what has long corridors that a two-year-old can run through? Okay, that's, it's not like we went there to have these prolific thoughts. These thoughts and conversations came on the back of feeling really sentimental and trying to find the balance between knowing you have something and understanding the value. And he had said, I think we understand value by presence, by the full cognizance. And as we tailed our way through the Coliseum shops to get to a restaurant, I thought to myself, me and my daughter, just like my grandmother, she's my golden nugget. She's golden nuggets. I'm holding these golden nuggets. And the difference now that I wish I knew with my grandmother was the value. And for me to be fully present with my daughter and to be fully aware that these times and these moments are the most fleeting, that we only have what we have now. And I think to myself, with my big ambitions at my business, And my big ambitions in my life, does any of that matter if I'm not present in this moment? And so I'm inviting you to take a step back. And if at all it resonates with you, that's great. And if not, equally as great. But whatever you acknowledge as a golden nugget in your life, the greatest lesson that I have learned is how we understand the value of the golden nugget is by being present, is by being present or expressing gratitude for the thing or that person. So if your golden nugget is a dog that's been with you for eight years, good. Buy an unnecessary treat or toy take the dog on a long walk or to his or her favorite dog park. If it is a grandparent and you have the luxury, reach out to that grandparent and let them know how much you love them and you appreciate them. Take them out for coffee, take them out to a manicure. If your golden nugget is your baby's 
take them out and do something that you wouldn't normally do and just be like, I'm actually focused fully on just presence right now. That way you look back at your life and realize that yes, I was holding the golden nugget. And yes, I also understood the value. I think about that as I build a business. And while I will not always have those moments, and nor do, am I advocating or saying that we must always 100% focus on just the thing that are our golden nuggets, because we know that there is a balance. I'm not saying that you must always take your kids out for ice cream every afternoon to fully be present with them, not at all. But what I am saying is taking time to acknowledge the most valuable things in your life by being present and balancing them with your ambitions, your hopes, and your dreams. Because at the end of the day, if you get everything you hoped for and everything you worked for and everything you dreamt for, but you weren't present for the things that really, really mattered for you, was it worth it? I hope to get to the end of my life, the end of my career and say, there was a time that I wasn't present and I didn't acknowledge the value. And then I became fully aware and cognizant that I will aspirationally build towards a balance of presence, awareness, and value in conjunction, in conjunction with where I'm going. I hope this conversation connected with you. Got a little bit of insight, got a little teary-eyed. One of the things I love about the podcast is you can hear my voice quiver. You cannot see me cry. Friends, this podcast is a space for me to document. And it's a space for us to connect on the journey. I really want to say thank you for being here. For the people who write podcast reviews, thank you. We read them. For the people who share the podcast on their stories or posts, or forums, or friends, thank you. For the people who drop a line, thank you. You are the reason that I get to do this. And so I will continue to share, and I will continue to speak, because if I can save anybody time from having to learn the lesson themselves, I'm gonna continue showing up. I hope you have a beautiful day. Take care. <laughs>